Hi, my name is Terry Lynch. I'm the CEO of Power Nickel. Uh, Power Nickel is advancing the NISC uh, nickel uh, sulfide uh, project in James Bay or just uh, uh, south and east of James Bay, Quebec. And we're uh, looking to update our uh, 43101 in the in Q2. We've, made a, we've been drilling since, I guess, mid-September, continuing to drill now and we're getting some great results. And we're looking forward to telling you the Power Nickel story and how we're going to become Canada's next nickel sulfide mine. Terry, thank you for the introduction. Good to be speaking to you again. Um, I did see the news release out recently that uh, says that you've you've continued assaying down the hole and that you've expanded your kind of your intercept from twenty five meters to forty odd meters uh, at good grades. Um, can you just talk me through where you are in terms of the drilling and how many more assays and drill holes have you got to come out? Yeah, so on the, the sort of the phase two program, which was last fall for sort of like mid-September to mid-December, we drilled about 14 uh, holes and about 6,000 meters, I think. And we've reported on five of them. So we've got nine more of those holes to come. Generally speaking, in terms of, I mean, you know, predicting when exactly assays will hit uh, is sort of like predicting the stock market. Very hard to do. But generally, we would think that every three or four weeks would have uh, fresh assays. They they tend to take about ten to twelve weeks. So um, so we would think probably in about another month's time we'd have another batch out, and we'll have you know pretty much a batch out once a month from now until the end of probably July because we're already drilling now phase three, uh, which will you know start drilling. We started drilling this week, and we'll keep on drilling until spring break, which is. Uh, you know, depend, depends on the end of the year, but end of April, early uh, early May, and then that will be you know, that's what we're that's what we're funded to do at this point in time. And you've increased the size of that phase three drill program from seven thousand meters to ten thousand meters. Yeah, yeah. We we basically you know really we sort of see it as almost like if September to April we'll probably get to fifteen thousand meters in total. That would be the objective. And uh, when is the cutoff for the new um, mineral resource estimate? Yeah, we're we're basically uh, in the, the we're going to get the full uh, metallurgical report. We think by the end of April, and and then that's sort of the last ingredient we need to sort of update the forty three one hundred one. So um, you know we, we've given the market guides to say we'd, we'd hope to update it by the end of June, early July. So uh, we'll probably at that point we would have pretty much all of the assays back maybe we'd be missing a couple of holes but uh, uh and we you know that, that that's a game time decision we make like you know we have some smashing holes based on the log intercepts i'm sure we'd push it until the end of july to make sure we captured that but generally speaking that's that would be the plan and um you've got a historic resource of about a million tons haven't you and you've spoken to me in the past uh, about historic of uh, 3.1 million tons sorry 3.1 million tons um yeah. and measured indicated inferred yeah and when does that date from? Uh, Two thousand and six. Oh my goodness! So, so a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the the I, I guess what gives us comfort is that you know we post all of our drill collars, all the historical drill holes, plus uh, our current drill holes. People can model this themselves. You can get in Leapfrog and do it, and and we have, and we we know what we're carrying internally. Uh, and, and many professional companies have done this because we've talked to them. So um, it's no, it's no uh, magic, uh, you know, secret sauce. We know we've got, a, you know, several million ton deposit. You know, that's just going to 
be a fact, and we'll obviously get the 43101 to confirm the fact, but the data is there for people that wish to analyze it and, and see it now, you know, so without the 43101 branding on it, but that branding is coming, you know, that's just waiting for the metallurgical and we'll, we'll have that in a, in a couple of months. And the, um, the, the, with reference to the 8 million tons that you've spoken to me at the, in the past about being a kind of a threshold of, uh, economic kind of reality, you know, uh, uh, most new nickel sulfide mines start at 8 million tons and, and increase in size. Are you, um, where are you in terms of uh, outlining the envelope of mineralization? Are you on track, do you think, to, 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 to get towards that? Yeah, very much so. We, we, we think, yeah, we think when we report in, uh, you know, when we update the 43101, we'll get somewhere between 8 to 10. And that's really on this one pod. And uh, then, you know, it's every nickel sulfide mine to our knowledge in the history of the world has always been multiple pod. So it's not just one deposit. Typically when mother earth, uh, you know, provides nickel to us, she does so in this way, she burps up, uh, you know, a few belches of nickel. <laughs> so, uh, we've, we've, we've found one belch and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, actively looking, we've got some pretty innovative strategies on how to find the others. And we could probably get dig further into that, that could, uh, cause that's going to be interesting. Uh, interesting. Well, um, that's that's not the most technical um, uh, <laughs> approach I've heard to to resource definition, but it's one of the most entertaining. Um, um, just I was curious, why did why did you split that assay? Why did you split that hole? I, you, you know what I mean. I guess uh, you know you know when they were uh, bagging it and sending it, they uh, uh, for some reason there was a gap in 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 in, uh, in you know, not, I'm not sure exactly what happened processing wise. We just got the, uh, in fact, when, you know, when we got the second results back, I was surprised. I, you know, I knew that we had got, you know, drill logs looked deeper in itself, but I thought they had got it, you know, but obviously they didn't. And, and then we got the second half in and lo and behold, it added another, you know, 60% uh, sweet spot to the, to the uh, hole, which was already a great hole. And then it became a really fantastic hole. So we we're obviously happy to get it. Um, in that news release, you talk about um, the, the the report talks about pinch and swell. Uh, there are a couple of uh, pierce points on that plane where there is no mineralization. When you talk about you know aiming for eight to ten million tons, does that take into account zones where there's no mineralization, or are you just talking about a holistic plane of view which may not reflect reality? Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, we we we. You know, we've got obviously internal drill logs that, you know, give us some insight to the uh, forthcoming drill holes that will be released. And, you know, based on that, we can model, you know, the deposit in a bit more detail. Uh, and so we have, you know, and so I would say it, it does take in, into case the the uh, the pinching and swelling, um, you know, the uh, but as always on these things, you're, you're using the the data that's available at the time and your, your best uh, understanding of the data. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you eventually get the real data and you have to correlate it. So, uh, you know, I, I think that we're feeling uh, pretty confident about, you know, what are, you know, what we're sort of hypothesizing on, on the deposit. Um, but again, we'll wait to, to see the final verdict. And, and ultimately that's why people wait for 43101s. But yeah, we, we feel pretty good. It's, it's been a pretty, um, you know, um, understandable ore body so far in terms of predictions. I mean, you know, sometimes these things, and they have, like in this case, it sort of uh, doubled back and thinned out, and then it swelled up, you know. So 
those are things that you, nuances in deposits that are you know fairly common and that's why you drill them to so you can identify those and, and go from there and it's why you not only drill them but you assay them as well um <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah so it sounds so it sounds to me as if you've done enough drilling to visually see the uh the the envelope of mineralization and that you've got your eye in and the calibration more or less to the um, the, the amount of sulfides that you can see in the core to kind of give a rough estimate of grade, but the proof will really come through the data. The hard data will come through once you've gone through that that assay. Yeah, hundred percent, and and that and that's why the drill results are important, right? Because as you get them in, obviously, when you get holes like we had last time, forty meters of you know about one point six percent or plus uh, nickel EQ, uh, you know those really you know add credibility to the results, and and obviously. We don't think that's going to be our best hole in this round. So there'll be, we think there'll be some better holes. So that, you know, that really, you start to add a bunch of tonnage when you're, in that case, we were 150 meters away from the nearest resource, you know. So, so those are the ones that give you a lot of uh, hope and encouragement. And uh, as I said, you know, we think we've got some, some ones like that or better coming. So, you know, we factor that into our, our, uh, you know, our, our hypothesis of what we've got here. Um, yeah, I can see also on that on those um, sections or those long sections, you've got some indications of other um, some indications of other massive sulfide and sulfide intersections in holds which are pending. Um, so good, it'll be good to see those. Um, now the market since we last spoke, we caught up in early December. Uh, the market's improved since then. There's a bit of a kind of a um, a bit of a buzz around uh, metals and resources. Your share price is up a bit. Um, what are you, what are you hearing in the market? I mean, um, you know, how does it feel when you, when you talk to potential investors or existing investors? Yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of encouragement. You know, the, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, interest, I would say. So I would say we're getting a lot of warm audiences. Um, you know, I, I think to the most part, they haven't moved off the wallet, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but they're starting to step in, like our volumes have picked up and, uh, you know, we, we'd, we'd like to see it break through. I mean, you know, there's, you know, certain technical overhangs and shit uh, like this that you see in the market that uh, you know is just there as part of the technical sort of uh, curve, I guess. But uh, I suspect um, that. Uh, talk to me about that. Is that is that, is that a warrant? No, 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 not so much. I, I, you know, I think they just like you know, like I think right now, technically speaking, twenty four. Uh, I think maybe even twenty six. Once we break through that, it'll probably run a bit, and then then thirty two is another one, and then then it'll run a bit. You know, so. So we probably have to break through the, and we've sort of pushed against these. And I think that the feeling is that you know, yeah, you know, at some point it'll 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 go through. We've got overwhelmingly buy sentiment in the stock, which is good. Like it's like close to ninety percent. So um, so that's all positive. And you know, all we can do honestly is to deliver the goods, um, you know, and communicate the story and the opportunity. And and eventually, if you get more buyers and sellers, the stock moves north. And in in the Final analysis: People are always looking at your stock versus other opportunities, and like if you're looking in the nickel space, if they're comparing uh, our nickel opportunity versus other nickel opportunities of, of similar nickel sulfide groups, if they do the math, they should see that we're trading at a deep discount, you know, and they should say, "Why is that? Is there some fundamental fatal flaw here? If there isn't, then I should buy this because it's better value." And eventually, that message will get out there. We believe, and it's about us communicating it and using platforms like you to get the word out and 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 talking one-on-one -on -one with individual investors or, or family offices or uh you know uh, small funds etc and and uh, doing the doing the you know the hard work of communicating the investment opportunity 
it's it's the curse of the junior resources sector, isn't it? You know, it's a it's a <laughs> they're terrible companies. They're always running out of money. They've they've got micro market cap. They've got um, they've got no cash flow, uh, and and then you find something of value. And I guess I, I guess perhaps your the, the your very size and the fact that you are going to run out of capital are your greatest impediments. Hundred percent. That that's that's always the uh, you know. And yet it, therein lies the greatest opportunity, right? So so for investors, people are not buying junior mining stocks to make ten percent. You know, or if, or if they are, they're mad, right? Because it's really uh, not that business. You're, you really are trying to find those uh, undiscovered uh, stocks that you think really ultimately could become a mine, where you're looking for ten times your money or twenty times your money, and and those are those are game changers for one's individual portfolio. And uh, you know, so you, you you need to do your due diligence and find those ones that actually have merit and have, you know, are, you know, capitalized enough to get it to the next stage. And there's always, there's a, a number of things you need to check on to make sure you're, you're in your best, getting your odds in your best uh, favor. Um, but I think if people do that, they'll find that, you know, power nickel certainly stacks up there amongst the best in that space. And, and, you know, we're, you know, we're trying to do the right things and, 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 and talk about it honestly to folks so that they can make the right assessment for them because people have different risk profiles and we get that. And, some people will come in now and some people will wait until the 43101 is out. I get that. There's no right or wrong there. That's just a philosophical approach to investment. And I think, you know, people will have to do what's right for them. What's your treasury at the moment? Well, we just raised uh, $4.2 million, uh, in November. And so uh, what we've said as guidance to the market is that that will fully fund our drill programs through, the, uh, through June. And, uh, and, you know, this, you know, 15,000 meter complete program. And at that point, sometime between now and then, we'll need to uh, raise more capital. But our, our view is we've got some great holes to come. We want to get those out. We want to obviously spread the word about the opportunity. And, and uh, we would anticipate that at some point the market would start to respond. And, and, uh, and you know, what's really neat about Quebec you know, one of the reasons why I think it's the best jurisdiction in the world to be working right now is, uh, in addition to having you know great infrastructure and they've done a really great job of working with the Aboriginals and making the communities want to have you know high-paying mining jobs in their community, uh, they've they've done an amazing job with the financial incentive programs. So, so in 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 Quebec today, basically I can take a dollar from an investor and turn it into two. So uh, it, it's the only place in the world that you can do this. Um, and, uh, and basically, we did it in the last round. The stock was $0.10. Cents. We raised money at $0.20. Cents, and the investors bought the stock back for $0.10. Cents. So the company got a $0.20 cent treasury to work with, and the investor gained at $0.10. Cents. So you know, going forward, we'll be able to do that. So if we wanted to raise you know, $5 million to you know, advance you know, another you know, 15,000-meter program this summer or 20,000 meters this summer, you know, then, you know, we could probably do that, uh, you know, we're hoping 80 cents to a dollar and the investor gets in at 40 or 50 cents, you know, that would be fantastic, you know, so, so that's really the benefit of working in Quebec and, uh, you know, with the, and with the conjunction with the critical mineral, mineral tax credit that the federal government offered and, and, you know, the other benefit is that we're getting it to firm investor hands as opposed to the ordinary flow through you used to do back in the day. You would, you know, you'd get cash, but then when the whole period would come off, 
all this flow through would come back in your face and it'd be like, ah, oh, stock tanks. And, you know, you're, 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 but this is the reverse. You basically put it in firm hands up front. They've got a 50% discount. So they're happy. They're holding for you to execute. There's no pressure to sell. You know, they, they come in there and they got their discount up front and they, they're the long-term holder and they're looking for it to grow. So it's a really phenomenal structure. I can't, can't say enough, of, you know, positive about it. Tell me a bit about your shareholder register. You know, have you got people in on the register already who you could potentially kind of cornerstone the next raise, or are you looking for those kind of institutions? Yeah, yeah. So we've got we we, we yeah we we've got a couple of uh, Palace Capital and BT Global are our two institutional shareholders right now. Uh, Palace was a top one year fund last year, I think, in Canada, uh, or, and BT was a top five year fund. So very credible, sharp guys. Uh, they've been supporters from day one. So. They participated in every round, and I'm sure they would uh, participate in the next rounds. And we've met a number of, uh, you know, European and U.S. funds in the last uh, uh, quarter of the year and even just the start of this year that are quite interested in, in the story. And, and uh, you know, they, uh, I mean, we're saying buy in the market, and uh, I'm sure you know, they're starting to do that. Uh, but they'll also be very interested in, in any sort of funding we would have. So I would, I don't see us ever having a, a you know, you know, at the moment in time, especially with how hot nickel is and North American class one nickel in particular, raising the capital, it's all about the price point. You know, what 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 do you get and when do you hit the bid and that sort of thing. So our whole view is to let's get the message out here while we don't need the money right now and we're executing and hopefully the, the, at some point the market starts to respond. And are you handing out um, um, CAs like confetti um, and getting industry partners to come and have a look at it? Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about that, uh, because we chose to, no, knowing that we were an, an unknown, we thought, let's uh, post our drill callers and asthmas and publicly make that available. So we own the property. Nobody's going to scoop us on it. This is, there's, there's no vacant land around. This is like done. So you, you don't have the land there now. You're not getting any more. So, so we've got 45 square kilometers. So we've got our package. So so, so in that case, they haven't had to get a CA to sort of get an understanding. Now, do they want to come up and do site visits and actually see the core? Well, that's that's where we get into that. So then it's like, okay, now we're crossing the threshold. Okay, so now we'll do something. So yes, we're, we're getting to that stage with these guys now, and uh, I expect more will come in the future. Uh, funnily enough, uh, some of our other projects in, in Chile, uh, which had been sort of sleepy, are now getting... A bunch of CAs because people have now said, okay, well, maybe Chile isn't going to go Venezuela on us, and now we can look at interesting prospects there. So, so we're, we're, we're you know, there may be some interesting, you know, side bonus action to happen with our other projects, which will be, you know, uh, additive to the story. Yeah, and it's increasingly hard to pick up decent land packages in Chile these days. It's it's a competitive landscape, and uh, uh, expiration is back. I mean, it's it's uh, it bounced back thirty percent last year and even with that with nothing happening in the first half of the year or the first nine months of the year indeed yeah 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 i think and i think you know with gold you know uh looking healthy and copper getting a bid now that china seems to be you know re-engaging um i think gold copper exploration which is what our spin out would be uh will we'll catch a bid and and therefore can find support and, and uh, can trigger you know market action which will be positive Okay, well, good. Thank you very much for the update. I haven't told you that um, in the in, I went to a Christmas dinner and we were asked for our top picks for the next twelve months to win a bottle of wine the following year, and I actually said, um, 
Okay, power nickel. So uh, it wasn't a great deal of research, but I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I think you're going to win your bottle of wine. We, we're certainly going to work our level best to make that happen. Um, you know, we've got some, you know, one of the things we're doing that we'll announce shortly is uh, we, I think I told you about the sound mapping technology uh, that we're going to be employing at, uh, at Power Nickel. And uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, that, that they, uh, there's, you know, obviously we've got the one pod and, and we know what that looks like. And we've got, we've got drill assays, we've got all that stuff. So we know what the science is saying down there. So you can actually sort of do it, we'll do the technology over that, that we know exactly what it looks like. And then we see what that looks like, and then you can apply it to the rest of the territory to sort of see if there's similar, uh, you know, geological mapping configurations like that. And that would obviously help us to vector in our, our next drill targets. And we still, and we use that still, and we can check with the seismic, check with gravity to again sort of vector these things together uh, to enhance the drilling experience, you know. So uh, we're, we're excited about that. That'll, that'll happen, and, and uh, I think that'll accelerate our finding of the next pods and the other interesting Sorry, what, thing about that what, technology what, is what technology is it it's called it's called sound mapping um and it's a fleet uh aerospace i, I forget exactly the technical name but how i found them is that uh, talon metals used them in in uh, in uh, their uh, minnesota uh, uh mine and and uh, they found a whole new section to uh, uh that they uh, you know through this technology so uh so we think, hey, if it works for them, it can work for us. So, um, and the other interesting point that uh, I found exciting in talking to them, obviously our priority is NISC, but I asked them because I saw that they had used it in Western Australia to find copper and lithium. And I said, so in Western Australia, I know there's caliche. And I said, are you guys able to see through the caliche? Caliche is sort of like mineralized limestone that is in the base of sand dunes. That's a real problem in, if you're drilling, drilling in a, like a desert environment which we are in Chile. And they said, yeah, we can, we can see through Caliche. So that could be a game changer for Chile. So we basically, you know, after we, we use it at NISC, the plan is to uh, send it to Chile and, and do one of our projects in Chile. So uh, be interesting. So uh, interesting technology. And I think it could be uh, a, a cool new way to explore. Well, let's see what it brings. Uh, first of all, in uh, at NISC and its surrounds and, um, Thank you very much for your time today. Uh, I look forward to seeing more drill results over the coming weeks and months. Um, before we go, just on the metallurgy, what are you, uh, what are you doing? Is it is it kind of how it floats and what your expected recoveries are? Yes, yeah, yeah. So the the uh, XPS is, uh, I think, we can you know would be considered amongst the top in that whole field, and and uh, I think they're owned by Glen Glencore, so obviously they know nickel. They're in, based in Sudbury, so they're 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 working on it right now, and and the idea is to uh, develop a, a process that will yield the most, you know, nickel, but also, uh, you know, deal with our other. We've got po we're polymetallic deposit, right? We've got copper, cobalt, and palladium in pretty significant percentages. So we're also very interested to see how that can be harvested. We've met other, just as an aside, nickel processing companies that that you know, feel that they can, they can, uh, you know, get those grades out completely and, uh, with some pretty interesting, you know, tech and, uh, are doing so. And, uh, it's interesting, you know, that whole business, like we get, you know, when we sell, um, you know, the, um, the, uh, the nickel, we get, you know, LME, right. Uh, the nickel processing people 
you know, make nickel wire and nickel anodes and nickel powders, they get 150 plus LME. It's a big number, you know, and, and uh, so, you know, to build a plant that's able to do that probably raises your prices from like a CapEx from 200 million to say 400 million. But imagine if you, if you, you double your CapEx, but your, 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 your revenue side, <laughs> the math looks pretty exciting. So anyway, it's interesting you know, we'd, we'd never do that ourselves, but, but, uh, uh, you know, if we had a technical partner that was going to put up the, uh, you know, the capital to build that and operate it, well, that'd be an exciting opportunity for us to explore and, and, uh, and discover. So that's, that, those are interesting conversations you're having in the nickel world in North America today. Well, yes. And, um, the uh, PEA is all about what it might exactly. be. Exactly. And then a, a, a PFS is really about picking the most logical, uh, yeah economic the most logical you know what 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 is the best it's after a whole lot of um trade-off studies and optionality yes. analysis yeah. yeah good well uh lots to look forward to uh thank you very much for your time thanks yeah, for the update. great and thanks for the plug on the on the vote for power nickel we'll, we'll try and deliver cheers for now